Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. It's the Guys in Shorts King Show. This week, we went 1-2 and two with a shutout win against the Sabres, and we got burned by the Flames, and the Oilers snuck out a greasy win. Is it good? Is it good? Yeah, wow. it was, it was, it was the good. Back? Yeah. All right, all right, all right. Top form, Dennis. Top form. Thank you, thank you. We currently sit six points out of a wild card spot with a record of 34-31-7. Not good, guys. Nope. No. So here to talk about that and more are James Whitlock. Fuck it. Let's do it. Jordan Heckman. We are trending down. Yes, we are. The the team, not the show. No. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Dennis Wilson. And we have a special guest today, Matt Annenson. He's got it. Yep, there he is. He's there. It's like he's part of the show. Already. Happy to Woo. be here. That was Jordan's second beer, by the way. <laughs> is that it? It seems like way more. Thanks. So Matt here, uh, he's a hockey fan. He happens to be a, a Rangers fan. I thought you said he was a hockey fan. I know it doesn't seem like it goes together. Does <laughs> and it? it starts early. It, like the park rangers, or we had like a pack of sour patch kids. So I'm on, I'm on fire <laughs> right on now. Fire. <laughs> James so, is pinging already. From what I hear, Matt, you actually watch a lot of Kings games. I do watch a fair number of Kings games. Is that just a product of living in Southern California, or well, do you, yeah, do you like the Kings? I like them. All right, all I right. like them. I I do. Did I'm you, not a Kings fan, though. I can't say that. You can't say that. Is it just because? We destroyed you guys in 2014. I'll never that. get over that. <laughs> I, okay, well, I, I, I got to know. So how did it feel being down 2-0 in that series, knowing that the Kings did not hold a lead for one second? I was at game one. It was a heartbreaker. Oh, wow. And yeah. watching game two, the only redeeming part about it was that I didn't throw down the money to go to that one. <laughs> yeah. I found that sad. And it was actually a Rangers fan that pointed out that stat to me was that the Kings were winning the series 2-0 and had not held the lead for one second of any of it because no, they won both games overtime. in overtime, yeah. which doesn't count for any time holding a lead. No. So that's it's kind of nuts. So, and anyway. in a five-game series, you know, yeah. you get three overtime wins, and it's that it's the closest five-game series ever. We'll just say to, to be fair, it was a lot closer <laughs> than it, than it. Oh looked. yeah, no, the the Rangers played really well. Uh, I honestly don't know how we snuck out some of those wins because that was. It was a brutal series. It it's called good. it's called grit, Dennis. Yeah, there you go. That's and, something I haven't seen in a while. And so goddamn it, it. And they don't anymore. No, no. Like they a don't girls' have that softball anymore. team recently. <laughs> so real quick before we get into uh, last week, we had a listener, uh, Chloe Clodfilter, wrote in and asked why Aginla didn't get one of the stars of the game last week against Nashville. And so we didn't know. I mean, the guy scored 
a goal and he scored overtime and an overtime winner. Yeah. So he had two goals, and somehow he wasn't a star of the game. So we didn't know. So we turned to hockey encyclopedia, Brett Davidson, and he came back and told us that uh, the stars of the game are actually decided before the end of the second period. So at the time, again, only had the one goal earlier in the period. Game winner wasn't there. The entire third period where he was just out there like a man of fire basically didn't count towards that. So Scotty's on fire. So Kinda. so now this is 2017, right? Yeah, yeah. That's last I time I checked. Yeah, yeah. and um, we got like, uh, what is it? SAP, SAP doing all of our stats. So we is got it? Yeah, instantaneous yeah. stats in the NHL, and we're picking three stars of the game at the end of the second. Before the end of the second, you also have people that actually watch the game, even if they don't have all the stats. They've yeah. seen the third period. And they yeah, can get exactly, the right? for it. So they can have a list and they can say, you know what? This guy scored five goals. All in the third period. All in the third period. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. The goalie scored a goal, and we're not even going to highlight that. You, you think that they could find some way to to get that done at the end of the game. Like it, it, They got a few minutes to get him in. It's like filling out seven <laughs> TPS reports. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I don't believe that. Yeah, it's, that's that's what he came. That's what he came back with, and I, I I tried looking it up, but you know, Brett, he's like I said before, he's a he's a hockey guy, genius. So he he's he pulled that out of somewhere, um, but I couldn't find anything to dispute what he's saying. So I'm disputing uh, it right here. You're disputing it right here. What? I agree. That's <laughs> not Did true. Did we just agree? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that sucks. What he, he told to go you take is a not shower. true. I know. He's a Rangers fan. I know. You Ooh. know what? The Rangers pick the star after the game's over. Okay, just <laughs> is that how oh, it the works? right way. Yes, that's right. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> if right. it's a one nothing overtime game, it goes to the guy that scored in overtime. You know that he did because and the goalie. the game was over. That kind of makes sense. Now. All right. So what happened last week, Jordan? Well, we started off the week uh, very well. We played Buffalo at home. Uh, they spell Sabers weird, but you know that's just what they do. Uh, we won two to nothing. Uh, Quick's first shutout of the season uh, of his abbreviated season. We got. A goal from Aginla, which was his 11th of the season, and we got a goal from Kempe, which was the second of his NHL career. Uh, we kind of dominated on shots on goal. Uh, face-off wins, we kind of got our butt kick, uh, 60% to 40%. We mm. out-hit them a bit as well, too. Uh, the game was very boring the first two periods. I don't know if you guys had a chance to watch it, but it was... I was there. Sitting, weird. Sitting. So was I. Yeah, and I was sitting way above you, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I was in the nosebleeds. At least you get to view the whole ice that way. I know. Center ice was very nice. But you don't get Chris Sutter dancing right behind you. That's like true. I did. It That's was pretty true. awesome. I gave him a high five. We were actually wondering where. It's like, where is he? Like, what what section? And then you sent the picture. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, there he is. Oh, there he is. Great picture. Yeah, it was awesome. Got to give him a high five. He was all stoked about it. That was cool. Uh, as I mentioned, it was very slow and methodical the first two periods of the game. Uh, third period, we scored pretty quickly. Uh, into that, and then we just kind of owned it from there. Uh, that's actually our fourth straight shutout of the Sabres in Staples Center. Wow. Which is a pretty crazy stat. <laughs> so, that's awesome. I think we uh, petitioned the NHL to play the Sabres more often, especially at home. 20 games? Yeah, that, that works. All home games? Yeah, Good. Uh, at least 15 of them. I think that's how it works, right? Anyways, uh, Dustin Brown had his 500th career point and also his 501st as well, too. With two assists on the night, he was yeah, responsible. He was involved in two of the, our both goals. Good job, buddy. I would like to point out that the oldest and the youngest player both scored on the team with Aguilar yeah. and Kempe. So <laughs> if we get some goals in between those two guys, we might look okay. The father timeline's click- clicking again. Yeah. <laughs> or Copyright. 
Uh, the, our power play came up big uh, on on Thursday. We blanked the best power play team in the league. I was surprised to see that the Sabers are the best power play team in the league. And then Clifford had a great fight uh, against Fel- Feligno Felicio. I, f- I don't know really know what his <laughs> name is. I'm just gonna go, go with uh, Felicio. He's like four inches taller than Clifford too. I was pretty surprised. Yeah. Uh, and Clifford's not a, not a small dude. So th- there was a pretty good fight there. Uh, I think we're gonna give that one to Clifford. And then we moved on to Calgary. Uh, we lost that game, unfortunately, five to two. Kopitar uh, did actually get into double digits and goals, which wow, it's really late to be saying that. Uh, Dowd also got his first goal uh, since Christmas oh, as well Jesus. too. Uh, we got out shot out shot a little bit. Uh, we didn't put up a ton of shots, only twenty one. That's not really our our mo. We got out hit as well too, uh, twenty to twelve, which I don't like to see ever, especially against someone like Calgary. Um, we started off the game down two goals. Um, Kachuk is a piece of shit. Yeah, yeah. so I got a little dirty. something on Let's get that on that super real quick. dirty. Because <laughs> James got something to say. Yeah, I you saw me on the plane heading up there, right? Yeah. I took that jet up there yeah. to uh, handle business. Did, did you notice that was a Russian? It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't our aircraft carrier. But <laughs> or maybe it was Chinese, know. whatever it was. Sloped takeoff. Yeah, I... <laughs> <laughs> this is actually a military podcast, guys. So I don't yeah. know if you guys knew that. So uh, James is here, of course it is. <laughs> so yeah, this hit like I'm I'm blown away. Nothing got called. He, he we now know that he got two games. Yeah, ten thousand dollar fine, which is bullshit. That's not really a, a fine. It's his pay gets donated to the emergency right. fund. Right. Yeah. Which which isn't technically a fine. It's huge without pay. It's just funny because I used to I usually see him at two or three games. It's like forty thousand dollars, and this jackass is only getting paid. Well, I yeah. mean, that, that, part of that too is because he's a rookie and it's his first official offense. He's been pretty dirty uh, this entire year. It's the first time he's been called on it. Well, then the Flames actually officially tweet out. Yep. Uh, the Kachuk is the friendship uh, tour. Friendship continue. tour, yeah. yeah. And uh, luckily, we got a screenshot of it. I believe I sent it up to the NHL and NHL uh, Department of Player Safety. Yeah, they uh, they deleted that one after both Kings fans and Flames fans shit all over it. Yeah, that's that was a poor move. That was classless. Yeah. So they were trying to be funny like the Kings, and it just wasn't funny. Yeah, there's a lot of that going around. So uh, so at least we beat them in Twitter. <laughs> yeah, we got that for us. In recent cups, you know? but yeah, if if yeah. Uh, so, he's going to come back, I believe, for the next game we play. It's and really a shame. I know, I know this is something that would never happen, but it's really a shame that they can't specify those two games that he suspended are against us. I really wish they that could. would be money. Yeah, GMs, listen up. Next meeting uh, when we, you're back in Boca Raton, or yeah, right, we, the fuck you guys <laughs> mean? We we would like to submit this instance that uh, the person that gets a suspension goes against the team. That they uh, they inflicted the yeah because uh, it really does nothing for us no well and and the fact that he didn't get the penalty for the hit like we should have got a major yeah sure should have been a fine which would have changed the course of the game did he get two wow. minutes no no, no he, he got, got two nothing. minutes for the roughing after the hit yeah okay so nothing for the hit itself nothing wow what do you guys- I only saw the replay yeah I, I wasn't actually watching the the game but I, the only thing I, the only from what I've what I've heard. Is uh, the only retaliation was Pearson went over and threw a pretty big hit on him. He and threw just a kinda, pretty solid yeah. clothesline on him, and then there was a bit of a scuffle afterwards. And that was it. There, so there's people that are, are are both ways against that. A lot of people are saying, "Why didn't we come back?" I mean, that's Dowdy. That's our you know our number two guy basically on the team, and uh, you didn't do anything to him. And especially a team like this, where we're battling. But I get Jim Fox's point, not John. 
Thanks, Dennis. Uh, we're, it's at that point in the game, I, I think we were down 2-1. to one. Um, It's not the time to take a major penalty ourselves because obviously they, they weren't going to get it and be down a player for five minutes and then maybe score two goals on us and then us be out. Now, hindsight is 2020, not 50-50 like Cam Newton thinks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it's a lot easier for a fan or somebody to say, hey, you know, maybe we should have re- retaliated at that point but I think they made the right move I know there's been a lot of fuss about the team not doing things like that throughout this entire season so I can also see the frustration that way well my my thing is it's not I'm looking for someone to go there and punch me in the face I'm not looking for that I am I'm looking more for like going back years ago I think I already told this story Bobby Ryan destroys Oscar Muller into the boards with like 20 seconds left and a six to two win or something like that. Yeah. Ryan's frustrated, levels the smallest guy on the team. Next game they play, a few nights later, whatever it was, Dowdy just levels Ryan with a huge Rob Blake hip check. Yeah. And he goes flying. I'm looking for stuff like that. Sure. I'm looking for the solid hits. I'm looking for them to punish them on the boards. And I think that's Pearson what I'm looking came for. Back and and he hit him well. He he, he, he closed line. It was questionable hit yeah, as well too. It was. Yeah, I saw but, that. But it should have continued. I mean, they should have like it was tweeted out by us, probably you, Jordan. Use this as fuel. Yeah. Like fuel the fire, right? And more flame puns. Uh, <laughs> but like, I missed it. Just one hit. I mean, they should have punished right. everybody on that team for that. that honestly, and like, there's there's teams that do that to us because honestly, we've turned into a bunch of pussies. Yeah, no, it should have been nonstop. I mean, we yeah. had an entire period to to make it right, and uh, and we've got two more games. And I'll tell you what, uh, if our trend continues, we're not going to be in playoff contention anymore, and we can do whatever the sort of start hitting just because out of entertainment. Hey, you better make him a healthy scratch because uh, he's not going <laughs> to last very long, and you're not going to have him for the playoffs. You know, and I, I think part of that too is that um, miss penalty came at the end of the second period. It was, and so you kind of lose that momentum and that fire in your belly to to come out and come out and and, and hit them because you got 18 minutes to cool down. So I think that's probably part of it too. I don't want to blame it on that because again, we have seen evidence that says we're not really that team this year. So, <laughs> so I hope everybody's taking notes. Um, I mean, it would be easier if they just took them from us, but took them throughout the games and said, hey, listen. <laughs> Give them for free, baby. Yeah, exactly. This is gold we're sending you. So, uh, you know, start start taking these things down that, you know, we need a team that's going to stand up for each other. We need, we need to know that uh, we're going to build that momentum and use it during the games because we're throwing it away. I mean, this is stuff that should should get you going and you should, you know, that, that fight for that cause or that – you know, uh, like now with the thriller for Miller hashtag, uh, like <laughs> it should be strong and we should, we should use that. And we're not. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, and a lot of that comes from the top, whether it's the coach or the captain. And I think that's something that whether it's a coaching change or whether Kopitar gets a shit together next season, probably. And, uh, we see stuff like that where we, we get a little bit more gritty. I, that definitely comes from the top. Anyways, to finish off the quick notes on that, uh, Quick was pulled after two two quick goals. Notes. <laughs> yeah, quick notes. Yeah, more puns. That, that was unintentional. He, uh, he he was pulled after two early goals, uh, obviously to save him for tonight against Edmonton. Um, as we know, that didn't work out too well. Anyways, Kopitar finally got into double digits and goals, uh, cutting the Flames' lead in half, two to one. Uh, Flames responded, unfortunately, with two goals in the in fifty seconds early in the second period against Bishop. Obviously, they left Bishop in. Uh, Ledoux did make a nice diving save to stop Johnny Hockey uh, from another breakaway attempt. And the last note that I have is uh, Kachuk is a piece of shit. Again. Yeah. I just need to reiterate Double down. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Perfect. Thank you. Johnny Hockey is like 
getting better every game, it seems like. God, that he's dude, so tiny. He's very small, but he's fast. There's a 10-inch difference between him and Bishop. In the pants. <laughs> Someone had to do it. <laughs> so there was another game, right, Jordan? <laughs> I'm groaning because I missed that. <laughs> it was low-hanging fruit, and I just derailed. Anyways, uh, this evening we played the Edmonton Oilers. Unfortunately, we got shut out two to nothing. I don't have any goals report because we didn't score any. Uh, we got outshot for the majority of that game. We finally caught up and actually led thirty-five to thirty-one. Uh, we led in face-off wins, actually fifty-two to forty-eight. Uh, hits a little advantage at twenty-eight to twenty-six. Zero for two on the power play and one for three on the penalty kill. Um, there was a pretty awesome fight with the Ginla um, and Maroon. Moron. Yeah, moron. And uh, Aguilar was kind of getting his old ass kicked to to start, and then he just came. I think it was a left hook, like across the face, and just stunned Maroon and just started hitting him in the back of the head. I think he actually eventually won it. So, but if you guys can look that up, it was a great fight. Hockeyfights.com. Um, did they get? Yeah. Did they get fighting penalties? Yes, they yeah. got five for fighting. So it was like Maroon five. <laughs> <laughs> There's two bands in there, Five for Fighting and Maroon Five. Yeah, that's right. James is just a lot gayer. Um, <laughs> I had to set my own joke up, damn it. <laughs> Anyways, I would like to point out that um, Edmonton is kind of made up of uh, King's Rentals with Sakara and Lucic, who is a douchebag and scored tonight. Um, that hurts, doesn't it? It hurts. Power yeah. play goal. Yeah, it was a power I play goal. I saw it. It was that Lucic gritty goal. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. And... Uh, Kopitar had a pretty solid chance on a a second chance, and um, of course, Lucci's comes and pushes him the back, completely legal, and just ruined it. And we, the game would have been a lot closer. I just don't like that. So, uh, from my time at Jordan Heckman School of Hockey, yep. If you don't score any goals, you can't win games. That's true. It's very true. So I'm thinking we are not heading in the right direction. Obviously not. I only watched the first half, of the game, or first two periods of that game. And it just seemed like we were outskilled everywhere. Absolutely, they, they, they weren't even in it. It's like they had an extra guy on the ice. Yeah, the whole game they were just swarming all over the Kings. There were some chances in the third that you might have missed, and, yeah. and it looked good. There were some. Um, there were some, some decent plays chances. in front of the net, yeah. and uh, you know we whiffed on them, or we just weren't making a good connection pass. But we were making decisions across pass. Uh, you know, from east to west with two defenders in the middle. Like, you're not going to get it past two guys yeah. to get to the other side of the ice. So, uh, you know, we got to – man, we just got to play smarter hockey. They're losing I think, board battles like crazy. No. They, 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 The Oilers just seem to pin it up against the boards and they just do whatever they well, want they just, the puck. Yeah, they clear the center they, but then still maintain control. Yeah, they, they just couldn't win a board battle, save a life. The passing was not there. So it just it I, I I think the best way, because we're obviously not a, a fast team. We've got a couple of fast guys on our team. We've got Carter. We've got Campaign and stuff like that. We just can't keep up with those teams. And the way to keep up with those teams is to hit them. Like, you need to see 40 hits in games like that to slow them down, right. to pin them up against the boards. And that's our game. And, yeah, it, exactly. It non-existent. To, to make them regret touching the puck. And just we weren't we weren't doing it tonight. Connor McDavid was just dancing all over the ice. See, uh, see, like, see, it, like it was Oilers on ice. It, it's ridiculous. Is Nah. That's fair. Nah. That's fair. Anyways. Because he was uh, dancing. Yeah. Yeah. No. 
Uh, let's take a quick look at playoff implications after uh, we're sitting this week. We are six points behind St. Louis for the final wild, wild card spot, uh, eight points behind Nashville. However, I still think Nashville is the team that we need to go after, uh, even though we're four wins behind them. Um, they have games against Calgary, San Jose, the New York Islanders twice, Boston, Toronto, Minnesota, and St. Louis. So we're all playoff teams are vying for a playoff spot. That's a tough road. Yeah. yeah. Our schedule isn't looking that much better, but I think um, St. Louis ends up third in the Central and Nashville ends up in the last wildcard spot. And I think that's our, our, our only chance still. So we just, I mean, the last two games, we saw the half of, the last half of, from our last show of our season. I mean, the six games between Calgary and Edmonton, and we didn't show up in either of those games. No, no, not at all. And that's half of the games we had left. So, yep. I mean, if we can't do it now... When when it this counts these last two games counted by not beating Calgary we can't catch them they're yeah. out so we only have two chances left and we're going against a team that we don't play and a team we can't we we just got shut out against the Calgary and, game was huge you you still play them twice more so right. had you won that game the, maybe they a would still story be to catch yeah them. we'd still be in the hunt for them as sure. well we'd have an extra team so yeah it's just it's going downhill guys and. Um, uh, it's like I feel like it's Shark Tank, and and for that reason I'm out. <laughs> well, to add insult to injury for that Calgary loss, that uh, us losing to Calgary allowed the the Blackhawks to clinch a playoff spot. Right. So that's a double out. Yeah. So the the fact of the matter is, in the last week we lost, or a little over a week, we we've lost to St. Louis, we've lost to Calgary, and we've lost to Edmonton. All teams the we old, need to chase. The only team that we've beaten that we're chasing is Nashville. And we don't play them again, and we're really not that close to them. We need a lot of help from them. I think there's a decent chance, not a decent chance, but there is a chance in hell for them to lose some games, especially against those teams that that they're playing. Um, for us, if we can sack up and win some games. But here's the problem. We st- okay. We we make it. We by the skin of our teeth. We make it in the playoffs. We can't beat any of these teams consistently, so we don't deserve to be in the playoffs to begin with. Well, tell that to the eighth seed Kings who won the cup though in 2012. Right, but they were winning games and going into it. They're sure. Only, yeah, they I did. Mean, they, they ended up the right six foot. out of 18. Christian. So, I mean, they were they were on the right track. They were pushing forward. They were beating teams they had to beat, and we can't even beat the Coyotes. So I mean, oh, oh, oh. oh Jesus! Sorry. So it's not what a coyote sounds like. <laughs> he gets really pissed at that. It's yes. so frustrating. It's really I funny. love that. That's your one hold up on the whole thing. <laughs> that's like his tweeners. I, that's I. I, I do it to poke it at. Really it's my, my tweeners. <laughs> one day I'll find yours, Jordan. <laughs> You're gonna find his tweener. The coyote howl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because coyotes don't howl. No, no, no. So it's like a wolf, and they. It's, yeah. Coyotes it's even yip. worse at their arena. Oh God. When there's. Fifteen thousand people doing it. Oh uh, Jesus! And the thing is that that's worse than that is when they play a fire truck for the flames. Fire <laughs> trucks put out flames. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> that's like if like we read the Magna Carta at our games. <laughs> that was actually a tweet from us. So. It was for me. Is it is it anything worse than the the chomp though for the sharks? Uh no. Yes, <laughs> I think that- the duck call. Like oh, I had, had bad dreams. So we were at a game one time, calls. and I was there with a friend, and this kid behind us was blowing this duck call the whole time. Sorry, it's like a fucking vuvuzela. He's like, that's worse. He's like ten years old. So we go through games over. I believe we lost the game even. So we're both pissed, and um, we go in through the curtain. You know, they got the curtains that they close. Hide behind the curtain. This I think kid, that's a duck blind. This is <laughs> well played. So this kid comes in the tunnel, 
blowing this thing. And she grabs it and just we both run. Just take it from this kid. You stole a child's duck yes. call. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chase us, and then waited till he caught up, and we threw it in the trash. Like it's there. There it is. Go get it, buddy. Put, put your lips on it. Yeah, that that allegedly, allegedly that happened. Allegedly, yeah. Anaheim PD, if you're listening, it was alleged. That's a great story. It's a total fictional podcast. Yeah, absolutely. That's fake news. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. I think we're gonna need a beer for this one. Oh shit. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> all right. So uh, I was listening to All the King's Men, Jesse Cohen. Uh, Great show. Right after. The second best King's podcast. Second best King's podcast. We love you, Jesse. Right after the Coyotes. Uh, loss. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> if I got to listen to tweeters. <laughs> all right. Fair enough. Fair enough. And he talked to a couple fans, and he he wanted to see if he's to sell them on this nightmare scenario that he's that we've kind of created for ourselves, I guess. Um, so I'm just gonna kind of go over the bullet points. We've all listened to it. If you guys haven't listened to it out there, uh, go check it out. All the Kingsman podcast. It's the Coyotes post game episode. And after you listen to our podcast, obviously, obviously, because they're listening to it now to go back, Dick. <laughs> <laughs> You got to point out the obvious of the fucking guy. <laughs> the guy runs a university and he can't figure out the obvious. Oh, shit, right? He's book smart. So does Trump. Wow, well played. That was <laughs> probably your strongest point of the show. <laughs> George Heckman, School of Hockey. All right, so um, th- these are all numbers, obviously, as of right after that game, because this is when he did it. Um, he, he starts off by talking about uh, the 2012. No one thought the Kings were making the playoffs. Uh, they were five and seven in the 13 games uh, before we were at that point at the Coyotes game. No one thought they were making the playoffs. It's a very similar record this year. They finished 2012, eight, two, and three, barely scraped into the playoffs. Uh, so essentially, it's possible, right? Is what he's saying. How do we do that year? Oh, uh, we won the cup. Oh, the only eighth seed ever went in in any major sport? Yeah. In, in yeah. the U.S.? Okay. Yeah. Got it. Cool. Too bad that one wasn't against the Rangers, though. But we did that too. It so, was against the Devils. I actually enjoyed that one. That was a good one for you? <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah. That, that was yeah, pretty enjoyable. Jersey, right? Yeah. Jersey's just dirty. Don't like Jersey. James loves Jersey. Oh, my God. Worst place to watch hockey. <laughs> At least on a Sunday. All right, so he starts off basically by saying, like, after the end of the year, everything's looking good. Kopitar and Gabrick are doing well in the World Cup. Then Gabrick breaks his foot. Ah, oh, shit, right? Well, not too bad. Then first game of the year, Quick gets hurt. Shit. Oh, That's shit. the oh, shit moment. Shit, yeah. right? We all said that. Um, so basically, what do you do? You got Zakoff as your backup. You bring a Budai as his backup. Uh, you can't sell off and tank. You can't. No one's going to take anything. Uh, goalie's going to be too expensive. So deal with what you got. So Zakoff comes up, plays like shit, then gets hurt. So now another groin injury. Another groin injury. Free candy, free groin injuries. That's how it's we like go. Halloween. So now we have Budai, AHL goalie. What the hell do you do? So they go to the goalie coaches. How do we do this? How do we pull this off? And essentially they say, we need to limit shots. We need to limit the offense of the other team. Completely changes the entire system. We've talked about this. They play different in front of Budai than Quick, right? Absolutely. Same type of stuff. Um, and then you do one of these. Yeah, because it just keeps getting and worse. And he's back. Because then 15 games in the season, Kopitar gets hurt. And this is where Jesse goes... 
on a little uh, speculation tangent, he thinks that Kopitar's got a bum wrist, whether it's broken or just hurt or whatever. That's what he thinks. Now, James, I think, disagrees with that. Absolutely. But that's part of his little scenario that he's got going. Um, so essentially he feels the doctors came to him and said, hey, you can't get hurt anymore. Go out and play defense, is what the team says. Go out and play defense, limit shots. And that's why he's playing with King and Lewis, because we can never understand why the hell he was playing with King and Lewis. So and with this new system, Purcell doesn't fit in. Um, he actually called him Lucic Light, which yeah, that was no. I don't. I don't agree with that one. But um, first of all, he's not that ugly. <laughs> <laughs> he's actually a good-looking dude, right? True that. True that. So why would you say that? I agree. Purcell doesn't fit into this system, right? He he obviously was not a defensive guy, so he gets sent down to the AHL, where apparently he's doing really well. So whatever. Um, Gabbert comes after back after twenty games. If he played a full season, he'd be on a sixteen goal pace. Uh, Toffoli gets hurt for a couple weeks, and he's basically uh, for a full season a twenty goal pace. Those aren't too bad. Uh, we get quick back, and at the time uh, he said this, we were point six one one points percentage with quick back, and before that we were basically five hundred. So big improvement. And if you have a .611 points percentage the entire year, you're easily in the playoffs. Sure. So he feels healthy Kopitar would make that higher, not losing to Foley, not losing Gabrick. All that stuff makes you even more playoff bound. So First of all, yeah, if you have a healthy team, right? it's kind of like saying yeah. <laughs> if you score more goals than the other team, you're going to win. Jordan Heckman, obviously, Obviously, if you have a healthy team, I agree with that. But the fact of the matter is, hey, how's Lundqvist doing? He's out, right? Right. It happens. Everybody gets Every hurt. Team. So you're going to have to deal with that. You have to go into the season knowing shit's going to happen. Now, do you lose your star goalie first game? You can never anticipate that. For months. No. For almost the entire season. Yeah. Um, so you can't uh, you can't do it. Now, going on to Kopitar, I, we talked about this, I think, two weeks ago. Do we think he's hurt? Um, looking at his stats now... He's he's on pace. He's exactly the same amount of shots that he was two years ago at 134 tonight uh, with, you know, 10 games left. So he probably finished at about 150, which is average for him um, of, of the last five seasons. And but the, the one thing that's down. So, first of all, if you have a wrist injury, you're not taking 150 shots. Right. You're playing more defense. You're doing a lot of he's getting a lot of assists from passing, which he is. But you're not taking 150 shots. You're not going to you're not going to risk that. I mean, you're not uh, he, he's not wearing a brace. He's not wearing anything to don't risk the wrist. Yeah. To, to kind of help support the wrist. I mean, that's just that's just playing dumb if you're doing that. And and I don't think we're putting 10 million dollars and holding it out the window to see if, you know, if we can hang on. Right. You're not going to risk that guy. I think the 150 shots thing, too, it's like he would even subconsciously maybe not be taking the same kind of shots or the same number of shots or just be passing more often. And then in, over the course of the season, it would show, you know, he'd have 105 he'd at, right now or 190. Yeah, 110, yeah. He, I mean, he'd be right around 100 shots. He, he, you'd definitely see a huge decrease in shots if he had a wrist issue. Um, maybe, maybe he is sore, but who doesn't play sore? I mean, suck it up. You play in the NHL. With 10 games to go, I think everybody... On every team is sore. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, um, he did just recently have a ten points in ten game flurry. Run. Yeah. So, what? A, a lot of those. I mean, 
let's be honest, a, a lot of those were kind of wacky goals. Um, I think almost every goal was kind of like a weird off the wall goal, like the one off of um, the dude's helmet where he he took <laughs> yeah. a one timer from the top of the face off circle yeah. and missed by six miles. Yeah, and ends up hitting a maple leaf in the head. And it bounces in the goal. Pretty much in the face. Yeah. His visor. <laughs> oh, yeah. His visor disintegrated. And there, there, there was a couple Kopitar goals. Kopitar has like, skill, actually. And if you ask him, I bet he'd tell you he was trying to do that. I would say the same damn thing. Oh, yeah. I meant to do that. But, I mean, I, I think some of the some of that run is kind of inflated, I think, because of that. But, again, he, he also did score three power play goals, which are big goals. So it's kind of hard to say both ways. But kind of Kind of leans towards... Maybe having evidence towards maybe he was hurt. Yeah. Whether it's full bum wrist or broken wrist or whatever. But also, too, to to play Daryl Sutter is that you also don't make those shots unless you take them. Yeah. I mean, and who knows what it really was, if it, the injury is really there or if he's just having a shit season. And and that happens. That happens. I mean, it can yeah. happen to the best of people. And, uh, you know, call it what it is. It, it's a shit season. I don't think we're talking about a player playing with a broken wrist. Um, and 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 putting the fate of the team on that, we've just had some shitty things going on. We're not a high scoring team, which means we have to be a high defense team, and we lost our main goalie that we depend on for, you know, a good majority of our games. There's no so, winning goalie. Yeah, I, it's it is one day. It, it, unfortunately, we one day close. We rest on that defensive side that you know we rest a lot on quick, and without him, we're not the same team. If they if if Kopitar was injured for that long and not producing up to his career norms, would the Kings not have pulled the plug sooner on the experiment of leaving him out there hurt? You know they haven't been in a playoff position for a while. Right. I mean, at, at what point do you say we have this guy for a number of years down the road at a lot of money? Yeah, eight years. So you know, I I think part of that too is the market that we're in. Um, sure. I, I I don't think you play that those games so much in hockey like you do in basketball or really in any other sport. Just hockey's not that way, but I think it does play to the business side of it, where we are in a market where if Los Angeles doesn't win. No one gives a shit. I mean, look at the Rams. I mean, the Rams were sold out for the first probably, what, five, six, seven, eight games. And after that, when they were not a team anymore, no, nobody showed up to the game anymore. I mean, you could buy tickets for $25. Like, it was no big deal. So, LA is a market where you have to win to be relevant. Well, look at the Sabres game. $8 tickets. Yeah. yeah so. You were there for $8.50. No, actually, I, I spent a little bit more money. I splurged. I spent 15 Ooh, I know, right? Money I wanted to sit center ice. <laughs> Anyways, and I so I think that's part of it. I think it's part of that business business decision is to keep maybe keep someone in like that. Where he, I mean, Kopitar in in, in the end, he's he's going to sell tickets. I mean, I have a Kopitar jersey, and I still wear it. You know, and if I had the opportunity, I'd probably buy another one. I'm wearing a Kopitar shirt right now. Yeah, I'm wearing. It's actually underwear. something that's going on in the <laughs> NBA. You know, they're they're talking about you know if you're not going to play your star players, you got to like let people know stuff like that because if people are spending tons of money to go to these to go see LeBron play and then the coach is going to sit him to rest him or something like that. So it's like it's kind of that business side coming through into it. Uh, but I, it's it, you play you play a guy that that's got a sore wrist. You don't play a guy with a broken wrist. Yeah. But I will say this: we did we talked about this. We did change our defense to protect yeah. the net more. Um, Absolutely, which pulls 100%. us away. And if you look at the stats, continuing to look into Kopitar and some of the other players, that they're shooting from further out. And with Kopitar, it's about three feet out further 
which can also explain why his shot percentage is down to like seven and a half percent, which normally he's at 14, five. So, uh, you know, if, if everybody's shooting from out of position from where they're normally shooting, because they're always staying back to protecting that a little more then yeah, that's going to take away not from the goals that enough. we score. And, and we've seen it from a lot of players, not just Kopitar, everybody's down. So, and I think if you, if you look at it, I think to even further that point is, uh, if you look at Budai's numbers since he's been in Tampa Bay, he's I, th- I think he's had three starts. I think he's one and one. Um, I think he was pulled at, at some point in the other start, but he's got a less than nine hundred save percentage, uh, almost three goals a game allowed. So like, I mean. Thank you, Budai. Like, don't get me wrong. Thank you for coming in and literally saving the day. You and Carter came in and saved the day. Uh, but I, I think without having that defensive mind in front of him, uh, he's just not going to perform like he did for us. Without having the team change the way they play yeah. to support the goalie. And they're not doing that over there. Yeah. And that, that's where they're failing with him. Um, but you shouldn't have to play, you know, change your hockey that much to protect your goalie. And I mean, your goalie's there to block the net. Apparently, we had to. Well, absolutely, and and it showed in some of the goals throughout the season. We've talked about it. It's some some moves where you just don't understand why you'd play it that way. But nonetheless, like like Cohen said, if he does come out with a career next year, he gets a contract from somebody. It's because uh, yeah. of the Kings' defense. I mean, they they were the ones that sold him. Yeah. I I do I do want to point out that I I think I've talked about it before that. Uh, Carey Price last year for the Montreal Canadiens was out for the majority of the season, and they fell apart. Yeah, and the, the I think that does put a, a testament to our team and the way that our defensemen play, and even our forwards like Kopitar, um, that they can go out and change and still be playoff contenders pretty late into the season. So, in that aspect, do you say it's a win for the season? In in retrospect, looking at the team. I mean, regardless of what they say in the draft, I mean, I would rather have a higher draft pick. Right. Um, but, I mean, you don't know that, you know, 10 games into the season, like when you're changing your – or the second game in the season uh, when they're putting Zach off and Budai, and like you you need to win now, and that's the mindset you need to have. You don't want to go out and be a Colorado and have a negative 94 goal differential. Well, no, what I'm saying <laughs> is that the – Without price, Canadians fall apart, yet we still hold it together without quick. Played 500. Right. Do, yeah. And and that's kind of what we said in the beginning of the season. Do, do we call that a win? You know, even though we don't make the playoffs and we look back retrospectively to the to the uh, season, we say, you know what? We did the best with what we had. I mean, it's both. I mean, it's, it's a loss because we don't make the playoffs for the second time in three seasons. That sucks. Yeah, it sucks. As a fan. Especially coming winning two Stanley Cups in three seasons. Like, it's it's, it's very opposite. But it's a win knowing that I think a lot of time, like, ever since Voinoff left, I I, I think our defense has kind of got shit on a a bit because there's these guys like McNabb and, like, Muzzin and and stuff like that. But the fact that this team came out and came together and limited goals and still leads second league in Corsi, I think a, a, a lot because of, of that. I, th- I think that that shows a win for something. I think that builds for next year. And these guys like Forbert and Gravel are out there getting minutes. And they're they're only going to be better next year because of all of this. They've been getting tough minutes when you yeah. think about they're, it. Yeah, they're working. Playing in front of in front of Buddha, having to play that heavy defensive system. Yeah. That's tough minutes. And then I, I think people like Dowd, who only have five goals this year, I think because he's focused on on defense, next year, hopefully, when he has a chance to play some offense, he, he's going to maybe be a 10 to 15 goal guy. There's, there's flashes there yeah. of some great sure. offensive skill. 
So does our mindset change? Now seeing what we had to do to play this huge defensive game, does our mindset change seeing these games like tonight where we have our goalie back, we have, you know, we can get back to our system and we can't score a goal? Watching the past two games, that wasn't Kings hockey. No. At all. I mean, those were terrible games as far as Kings hockey goes. I don't think we know what Kings hockey is this year. That's probably very true. Like, who knows what the hell they're supposed to do on the offensive side of the puck because the whole year you've been playing this this one system and the kids probably adapt a little bit slower than maybe the veterans do. But I don't know. Someone's got to take the take the torch and on the offensive side and, and lead it. You know, and who's we don't see in the locker room, but who's doing that? Well, captain, God, my captain. God bless uh, Carter for even trying. I mean, yeah, he's having his greatest season with us. And um, it, we're we're just not capitalizing on it. And he's pretty much seems like he's capped out on goals. I mean, yeah. the, the only goals he scored recently have been empty netters. netters so, and, yeah, uh, it's. I think I've heard it before. Multiple people have said it. When you have one line, that seventies line is your one line. You learn how to neutralize them. You neutralize the entire team, and we're yep. seeing it. Yep, they've neutralized them. The teams have figured it out. What to do to neutralize Carter? So. Hopefully the Rangers haven't figured that out, but we'll find out on Saturday. Yeah, God, it feels so. like everyone's sitting on the hate couch tonight. No, it's, I mean it's, it's where it's we're at. It's, it's frustrating. It's not even hate. It's, it's we're being realistic. Like, realistic. I like, get it. But I'm just saying. Do that's we have just a chance? Like. Yeah, we have a chance. It's very slim it's chance. Slim, but we have a chance. Um, but I'm not. I'm not going to be rainbows and butterflies anymore because it's time to look at this program and say, what do we need to do? Because we're not there. I mean, Cohen even said. Even with everybody healthy, we're not the team that that takes home that cup. So, I don't, what do we do to make to get us there? I don't know how you can't look at this season as a win. You you pluck a guy like Budai off the scrap heap and turn him into a starting goalie and play good enough hockey to be six points out of a playoff spot with ten games to play. I mean, that's really good. And when you look forward to next year, um, you know grinding this kind of defensive mentality, especially into some of these young guys, I think it'll only pay dividends down the road when they're a, a year with more experience coming out next year. And some of these young guys, maybe you take the reins off them a little bit and you let yeah, them get in the I offense don't... a little more, but it's harder to teach them this sort of game style. And it's, it's easier to pull them away from this and get them to play more offense than it would be to do the reverse. No, I, I agree with that. And it, and it's, um, it's like the Kings program is, is, is we develop people to be Kings. Um, but I don't think this season gets Dowd scoring 30 points next year or 30 goals next year. It's, it's just, that's not going to happen. We don't have those players. We haven't had them in our system. Well, that's why I said 10 to 15. Yeah. I, <laughs> we've never, we've never been the team like the Capitals are right now that have right. how Four many players in, in double digits, four scoring lines. All of them. I'm pretty, yeah. pretty sure they're all in double digits. Yeah. It, it's okay. Maybe not, but. It's ridiculous. That team is ridiculous. And there's honestly not many teams in the history of hockey that have been like this. Right. You know, it's. And we're not going to do it with our cap space. We don't, we don't have. I don't the, even know how the, the Capitals money. are doing it with their cap space. There's a pun in there somewhere, but uh, I don't know how they do it. They, they've. Well, this is their last year. I mean, not to get too deep into that, but this is their last year. They they had a, a two year window with TJ Oshie and with Ovechkin and with 
Justin Williams, um, and all these other guys, and this is it, and they're going to go out in the first or second round. It's going to. Well, that's hilarious. why they went on and got shit and Kurt because they feel like he's the the missing piece. So really glad the Rangers didn't get him this year. Yeah. <laughs> so ultimately, we would have given Cohen so has much. some good points. I agree with some of it, but I, you know what, I'm just not going to make excuses for this team not scoring goals. Um, it well, coming it, co- it, when when he recorded that, it was more believable. But after seeing these past couple of games. I think it's it's not the it's not the case. It's not the reality. At the time, you get, you can make a case like it, it was a yeah. I could buy into that. Maybe you bring up really good points, but you're seeing now Quick is back. He is healthy, and they're playing like shit in front of him. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, I, I I tweeted or not tweeted you. I texted you guys uh, earlier tonight. Like I hope someone's yelling in the locker room, and I fucking hope it was Quick. Because they just kept leaving him out to dry. If anybody, it's time after time. I so, hope he was screaming at people in the in the locker room. And third period was a better period. So hopefully, something happened. But is it going to change moving forward for the rest of the season? However many games we have left, not enough time. I don't no. think there's enough time with the way too we've little, been playing. Too late. The I, problem is, is is the worst team we play is ourselves. <laughs> it I has mean, been. We yeah, we give up games, and and that's not going to change. That Coyotes so. game was in the bag, and yeah. they gave it up. So and it just, some odd seconds. Well, left. and unfortunately, yeah. this week you have the Buffalo game where that's a non-playoff team, and the Kings took it to them for most of the first half of that game. They were like tripling them in shots halfway through, um, and shut them out. But then higher caliber teams come up on the schedule. Calgary, who's been playing hot lately. Um, but then also There's Edmonton, sure, yeah. didn't mean that one, but thank you. Well, that, that's uh, but Edmonton of... also two teams ahead of them in the playoffs, and that's the caliber of team that comes to town, and that system isn't going to work. Well, uh, that's that's kind of been them. the opposite of what we've right. been doing all year. Right. We've we've shown up for the tougher teams. We showed up for the Rangers. We showed up for the Capitals. We the harder teams have shown up for, and then you you lose to. The teams that have no shot at the playoffs. And the Coyotes in the final seconds kind of... Exactly. And it is the entire season. Uh, when we do our, our predictions for the week, I've made the joke many times that we're going to we're gonna lose to the worst team on the schedule. And a lot of times I'm right. And it's that's that's been our season. And now we're not showing up for the games we need to show up for. We're not showing up for the Oilers and the Flames. The, the teams that we are chasing, you know, we... Barely so, showed up for the Preds, but now the question is: Do we show up for the Rangers this week? Well, first we gotta get through the Jets, and see. Now that's a team that we should easily win. But yep, uh, should we uh, go over? Um, yeah, let's go. All right, let's move forward. All right, so uh, Thursday we have the Jets. They're four points behind us, believe it or not, at thirty-two, thirty-three, and seven. So, so we could it, still get caught by them. Technically, we'd really have to shit the bed. Um, I think we're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Technically or uh, Is real? that why it's so warm? Negative uh, 13 goal differential. They're 4-4-2 four, four, and two in their last 10, so they're not very good. 15-15-6 and six on the What board. are we in our last 10? 4-5-1, uh, and one, I think. We're going to win that Winnipeg game. Yeah, we are. Bugafalin is uh is that a by Fugelin? It is at home. By Fugelin. Jeff called by Fugelin. Yeah. <laughs> and then Big we're buff. we're gonna win that game in exciting fashion. I'm, I'm calling it four to one right now. Scoring is gonna come I back. Can't, I, yeah. can't <laughs> <even. laughs> I just laughed. Okay, myself. call the scores. Call them four. Four to one. Done. Call, no call who who scores goals. 
Call who, who's girl? Okay, yeah. so we're going to get Carter. We're going to get Pearson. Uh, we're going to get Kempe for his third. And we're going to get Kopitar. Well, I like all those. Yeah. Damn you. Perfect. Um, <laughs> and then we're going to be rolling in hot to Saturday against the Rangers, the New York Rangers, who are fourth of the Metro, who the Metro is an entirely different league of fucking teams. Like, they're probably going to have four 100-point teams this year. Jesus. This year. It's ridiculous. Uh, they're 45, 24, and 3 with a plus 42 goal differential. Um Plus forty two. Yeah, I don't know if we scored that many goals this entire season. Uh, they are four, uh, five, four, and one in their last ten, so they're really not that hot right now. Uh, however, they are by far the best team on the road at twenty six nine and zero. Wow! I do have a stat that uh, does not shine too nicely for the Rangers. Uh huh. Um, they are in the bottom three in teams with mascots. They don't even have a mascot. <laughs> what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> Do they not? It's not they like don't a, have a mascot. It, There's no mascot. There is a guy who dances to like uh, some Marky Mark song during the game and does like you know some. Is he official or but is he Marky a fan? Mark's from Boston? No, he's just a dude that goes yeah. to all the games. So he's like right. he's like Clipper Darrell then. Sure. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's, he's got a, a super dance. fan. He's like that woman for the Warriors who just dances like crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, no mascot. Like uh, I can't buy into a team without a mascot. Like Bailey. There's something that's your basis for. Yep, yep. They're gonna lose. They don't have a mascot. They're coming to a house with Bailey. To be fair, I would rather have no mascot than Chuck the Condor. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the wrong sport, but but I'm just saying, wrong sport, wrong podcast. Just in general, (laughs) there's no Clippers podcast. If you want to hear anything about the Clippers, uh, listen to Guys in Shorts Sports LA. There you go. Big Clippers fans over there. there. You go. Plug Huge, for you guys. I think Ben Garcia is the biggest Clippers fan. He's the man. Listen to everything he's got to say. Anyway, so uh, we're going to come in hot after the, the big win off of Winnipeg, and we're going to come in. I, I think it's going to be another high-scoring game by the Kings. It's going to be 4-2. to mm, I'm going to. And the second Rangers goal is going to come late, like on, you know. Garbage time. Yeah, garbage time goal with their goalie pulled. Yeah. You, you buying that, Matt? On a six-on-four power play yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, exactly. Okay. <laughs> no, I. Um, well, I don't know. I think this game really sets up for a letdown for the Rangers. Um, we we don't really want to win all our games for the rest of the year and end up playing either Pittsburgh or Columbus in the first round. Uh, but we don't want to lose them all either and lose our coveted first wild card slot. Who so, would have thought that we don't want to play Columbus in the first round? No, not who, even. Who would close. have ever thought that? Not last year. Yeah. Not no. In the last decade. Yeah. But and Tortorella, right? Do you miss him? I do. Yeah. Um, He's great with the media. He is. He's very direct. <laughs> Not as great as Sutter. Yeah. We were talking about that earlier. It's, they both have their their talents. Um, in any case, I think this is a, a game that sets up for a letdown for the Rangers. We come in here. Um, we're ready to go. You know, we're, we're in the playoffs. We're not going to slip out of a playoff spot. That's not going to happen. But the Kings are reeling and uh, against the ropes. And depending on what happens with Winnipeg, um, you know, maybe coming in even worse shape and it just sets up for the biggest letdown for us to totally get blown out and embarrassed out here in LA. Um, and we can redeem ourselves the next night in Anaheim, luckily, but I, I don't know. I don't have high hopes for Saturday, actually. I'll take it. All right, cool. Yeah. Lose Guys, you heard it here first. Uh, oh, the Rangers are going to lose on Saturday. We're also yeah. really great in the second night of back-to-back. So that's why I also feel like Sunday yeah. is the day. Saturday. Right. That's fine. You can yeah. beat the Ducks all you want. Yeah. And we, yeah. We'll come support you. Okay. <laughs> uh, I'm not going to the pond. I'm sorry. Yeah. I'll go pond for a Ducks loss any day of the week. <laughs> there you go. There you go. 
So who do we need to look out for? Who's who's your line? Jasper um, Fast. Yeah, he's actually our our uh, super utility man who can do pretty much everything. He's like uh, a prepubescent Jay Moore. <laughs> he. Yeah, he, he can't grow a playoff beard. That's yeah, for sure. he can't even cut his own hair. Um, <laughs> guy looks like an idiot. God, yeah, I, think, I should uh, have done more research. I want in on this. Yeah. <laughs> I think you have to watch out for Rick Nash. Uh, he hasn't scored a lot lately, but he has been playing well lately, and I think that he is ready to go on one of his uh, signature goal scoring. He's outbursts. got more candles on his cake than points. Well, what is he going to do? No, do you he, think him and E. Ginler are going to play Pinochle after the game? or what? Yeah. <laughs> I think they're going to get the early bird special before the game for dinner. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who's going um, to break a hit first? Yeah, how then, old is uh, Nash? He's, he's a 30, 32, 33. I thought he was older than that. I thought he was like 62 like Doan. No, so, he's... So. He's not more than 33, I think. All right. Yeah. All right. Um, and well, that joke goes way out the window for me. I think Lundquist is the oldest at 34. Yes. Team, so. Yep. Um, and, yeah, I think other than that, we've we've got our young players that are kind of taking uh, the forefront right now. Uh, JT Miller's leading our team in scoring. Got him on my um, fantasy team. Yeah, he's he's really had a great year. Uh, Chris Kreider is doing really well. Zook! Kreider helped me out the other, the other week. Zook is uh, always steady. And he he's like uh, he's our wizard with the puck. You know he's he can pass to anybody. He can make any play. So I really he, wish we had one of this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean he he's actually pretty Dude. exceptional. He's a little guy, but he does a lot. There's um, a Harry Potter feisty. joke in there somewhere. I just don't know enough to, to throw it out. <laughs> he said wizard. <laughs> God damn it, James. Um, this is a hockey podcast. Yeah, and so you know, but. Uh, Good things about uh, the Ranger games coming out here is that we do draw a good crowd to the Staples Center and also in uh, in the pond. But um, depending on how the game goes, if if we are blowing you guys out, it can almost become like a home game for the third period. So that that's been fun in the past when that happened. Are you going to the game? I can't go Saturday. Actually, uh, uh, I will bump. be going Sunday. All right. Well, there you Smart go. Smart move. Perfect. Yeah. This will be my first Ranger game missed out here in several years, unfortunately. Wow. Condolences. So, if you had to have a West Coast team, who would it be? Oh, I think I'm going to start rooting for Vegas when they pop up. Yeah. Damn you. God <laughs> damn <it>. Dumb. <laughs> They're probably going to have a pretty good roster when you think about it. Oh, no, for sure. Yeah. Well, I've got a proposition with you. If you can commit to the Kings as your West Coast team, obviously, okay. you know, you can root for the Rangers whenever they do their thing. <laughs> I've got a nice little guys in shorts t shirt here for you. There you it's, go. You look like about a large, right? Medium. Medium. The mediums are small. So we're going to go extra, with large. He's extra medium. Medium. Yeah. <laughs> so if you can commit to the Kings when they're not playing the Rangers. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. No, they, I root for them when, when we're not playing each other. And, you know, I want you Guys, you heard it here beat first. Beat down on the Devils and the Flyers with with no mercy. And uh, pretty much go. any other Eastern Conference team. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you guys when we're not playing. Outstanding. All right. My man gets there a shirt. There you are, sir. Congratulations. Sold my soul to get it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's Haynes Cotton. It's heavy duty. Don't yeah. worry. We we pay a lot for nothing. Colors so. don't run. <laughs> are they made in America? I don't think so. <laughs> oh, ouch. They're printed in America. Yeah. So, FanDuel, nobody cares. All right, so let's finish this up. Nobody really does care. But yeah. I won, by the way. Yeah, congratulations. Yeah, Thank you, you my first win. You scored more than three times the points that I did. Yeah. Wow. I think uh, we were only about an hour into it, and I was already uh, 10 points below my past like two weeks total. So, 
Yeah, you and good. I, you and I topped the topped it. Yeah, James got second. So. Jordan got dead last. Yep. And there are some other people in there. I didn't forget who. Yeah. Whatever. I, I think so Matt anyway. needs to get on. Jason yeah. was in. Yeah, Jay. Yeah, you should get in. Yeah. This week, every Thursday. Matt and all you uh, Kings fans out there, we've got a little uh, fan duel going on. Five dollars a week. Um, winner take all. What do I have to do? Uh, pick some players and hope they score more points than the other people's players. Jordan Heckman School of Fantasy Hockey. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's that an auxiliary course to the main. It it's is. that easy. Yeah. It is that easy. It's that easy. So Dennis is. won this week, so, I mean. Exactly. <laughs> and I've won before. And Jason almost won the week Jason before. Jason almost won. Jesus, Jason. Jason never wins, so. Gallo, back off. <laughs> no, he's shown up twice yeah. now. Yeah. This is his second week playing pretty strong. Hey, he's, he's learned everything he knows from us. So. That's right. Yeah. Jason, proud of you, buddy. Keep it up. It's good work, good work. listeners. As long as Jeff and Darren aren't winning from the uh, flagship show, I think we're in good shape. They didn't even show up again, so. I know. No, oh, I, Darren wasn't Darren there. was there. He was Darren second did. to last. He yeah. was second in the cellar last. with me. So Darren beat you. But Jeffrey Wilson. That sucks. You are running scared. All right, so we're going to get out of here. Remember to review, share, and subscribe to the show. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at G-I-S King Show. Visit guysandshorts.com for all your Guys and Shorts King Show merch. Minus the shorts. No shorts. You can also get merch from our friends at the Flagship Show. You can also check them out for all your other L.A. sports news. They do pretty good work over yeah, there, right? Co- Great show, guys. Co- yeah, uh, contrary to popular belief, they're pretty damn good at it. Yeah, yeah. They went to spring training uh, yeah. last week. James was on the show. Trader. Idiot. Great story about getting on the field at Diablo We're Stadium. not telling it now. Listen to the podcast. Listen to yeah, just go ahead and listen to their it. podcast. It's, it's good stuff. <laughs> so... For James Whitlock, Jordan Heckman, Matt Anderson, I am Dennis Wilson saying, Go Kings, go! Go Kings, go! Go Kings, go! Where were you, Matt? You're a Kings fan now. Fuck it, Rangers. Jesus.